Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies podcast. A kind of front-loaded week for the Blackhawks. They played three games. They did not win any of them. They did play better. I mean, one went to 0-0, went to a shootout. So that was good. But overall, it was just they're playing teams that were better than them and they just couldn't win. Yeah, the Columbus game to start it off with was a fairly entertaining loss. Um, it was a back and forth, lots of goals scored. Um, but as is, as has become typical when the Blackhawks get into run and gun games, uh, they just haven't been able to um, kind of keep pace uh, the way that they used to. I mean, it was the sort of thing where, you know, even a couple of years ago when the team was still struggling, if you, if you got into an open game with a wide open game with them, um, you know, guys like Patrick Kane and Alex Debrinkett and they, the, the Blackhawks could usually outscore you um, with the offensive struggles this year. That's not quite as <clears throat> much the case. And on top of that, they had a goalie making his third NHL start, I think it was, who really struggled. Um, yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah, um, that was uh, not a not a good performance by Soderblom. And uh, at least two or three of those goals were <clears throat> pretty weak ones, which uh, had Fleury been in there, um, the Blackhawks probably could have at least brought it to overtime maybe, or at least kept it close, a, a lot closer than it ended up being at four yeah. to seven. Um, but Derek King was clearly not thrilled with that type of game and that type of effort from the team. And uh, um, kind of, I don't know, lit into them or uh, the, the players responded quite nicely the next night in yes. against Dallas. Uh, I thought they played a very strong game. They did not score, which, um, you know, is unfortunate because um, they did a lot of things right in that game. They, well, the, the goalie played very well. For yes. Uh, Ottinger was, was uh, phenomenal. There were probably two or three, uh, shots in that game that uh, on a typical night would go in um, the it was it was a very complete effort by the Blackhawks um, but thankfully Marc-Andre Fleury was also on top of his game because there were a couple of chances by Dallas that also probably would have gone in on a, on a typical night um, you know it was it was the first 0-0 tie um, through regulation and overtime that the Blackhawks have had uh, since the shootout was implemented, which is kind of weird to think about, but they're very uh, yeah. Uh, when you if after you give it a little bit of thought, you realize that for the majority of the history of the shootout, the Blackhawks have been a very high-scoring team mm -hmm. with a lot of offensive talent, and um, as we've as we've seen over the years overtime games typically end in uh, rather short fashion when the Blackhawks play either because Davis or Kane or Debrinkit or somebody snipes one right away or 
they give up a two on one or two on oh break the other way because they're going all out on offense and mm-hmm. get caught. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, it was a very unusual game in that regard. You know, unfortunately, Ottinger continued to be phenomenal in the shootout as well. And uh Dallas came out on top. <clears throat> Uh, and then, yeah, two nights later, again, I thought the Blackhawks played a pretty strong game. Uh, the final score of five to two against Florida yeah. um, wasn't indicative of how close that game actually was. There were a couple of empty netters at the end there. Um, but again, I thought the Blackhawks played structurally very sound, outplayed Florida for good stretches of the game. And, you know, it's probably one of those things where Florida maybe didn't have their foot on the gas the whole game. Uh, You know, they're one of the top teams in the league playing against one of the worst teams in the league. And, you know, they, they might've had not had their complete focus um, because the Blackhawks did come out and play a really strong first period. Um, But just as with Dallas, um, you know, doing the right things doesn't necessarily translate into goals right now for the Blackhawks. And um, I think it ended up being tied to one-to-one after the first period, despite the Blackhawks pretty much outplaying them for like 18 of the 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, definitely some positives as far as from an effort standpoint. Uh, the, the team has clearly not packed it in yet, despite the fact that they are their playoff hopes have long since yeah. um, are gone. So. You know, I'm sure some of them are playing for pride. Some of them are still playing to, um, you know, in the lead up to the trade deadline to, get you moved, know, yeah, yeah but potentially get moved. And, um, yeah, it, you know, encouraging slash discouraging, especially those last couple of games. But, you know, if the Blackhawks can continue to have that type of effort, um, the oh, hopefully the as they play out the string here in the second half of the year, um, the games can at least uh, remain entertaining to some degree. Well, you know, I don't. I think we're going to make this kind of a short one because yeah, again, we didn't really have any off ice news this week. No, there was not anything. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, behind the scenes a little bit, we kind of had to move this around due to some scheduling stuff. So yeah, so I but, thought. We'd, do a short one this time, but I decided if you had anything else, anything I, else you wanted to add? You know, um, I guess we should probably touch on the fact that the GM search is still ongoing. We're, we're about three weeks away from the trade deadline. Yeah. The team did indicate that they, close. yeah, the team did indicate they wanted to have a full-time GM in place by the time the trade deadline rolled around. So that's got to be coming around a decision on that has to be made. I would guess within the next week or so, you know, 10 days. Yeah. You know, if it's one of those things where if it ends up being, you know, an internal hire, if it's Davidson, you could probably do it a week before the trade deadline and Mm -hmm. there's really be no impact. Uh, You know, he's, obviously been around the organization for a little while. He knows the the players and probably what he wants to do at the trade deadline. If it's somebody from outside, it might need a little more time. Yeah. I would, I would hope that they try and make that, that decision here a a little quicker within the next week, hopefully. Um, And beyond that, um, 
you know, it, it sounds like a couple of the injured players are making progress. Uh, Tyler, Johnson. Tyler Johnson sounds like he's going to be back in the lineup, uh, which is good. Uh, he's going to help out the power play a, a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, Taves and them uh, and uh, Stillman and a couple of guys have been skating. skating yeah. yeah, but not not practicing yet. But yeah, so hopefully um, some of the reinforcements do arrive um, at around the same time that some of the uh, some of the guys are going to get shipped out at the, the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, and I guess the only bad injury news was uh, Jujar Kara did have back surgery yesterday or today. Can't remember. Um, but he's so, going to be out for the rest of the season. So. Yep. But he had been playing lately anyway. So No, no. He'd been out for a little while. Um, but yeah, so, I, you know, again, for next week, uh, if there is a GM hiring, we can delve into that a little bit. But my mm-hmm. guess is next week's episode is going to be um, pretty quick as well. Yes. There's only going to be two games. <laughs> um, exactly. Again, both at home, which is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you know, we mentioned it last week. This is the the light part of the Blackhawks schedule. And the other so, teams are making up the games the Blackhawks already played. Exactly. Exactly. And so yeah, so you know, I wouldn't expect any trade news in the next couple of days, uh, you know, prior to our next recording, just because the I, I don't expect any of that until the decision on the GM is made. Yep. Not going to trade before the GM. Exactly. I think I, well, I, I mean, I could still see them giving Davidson the ability to make a minor trade. Um, but not like, yeah. Not none of the big guys. You know, Brandon Hagel isn't going to getting traded before a GM has put in place. Exactly. Um, and I wouldn't even think a guy like Dominic Kubelik or anybody, uh, Mark Andre no, Fleury, any, any, any of the big names, not, not going to happen. All right. Yeah. But yeah, that's just, I kind of made it short, but. Yeah. You know, there's not much going on with the Blackhawks and we like like to touch in every week. And Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, at this point, no off-ice news is good news for the Blackhawks yeah. to some degree. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it isn't fun to do an extra half hour of the show and, no. uh, um, you know, yeah. all the news is bad. About what so. horrible, horrible thing the Blackhawks have done now, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So... I'll take that. All right. And of course, um, Michael on Twitter. MJ underscore Ernst. And I am STH85. And we'll be back next week. And I don't know, maybe it'll be longer. Maybe we'll have some stuff to go on. That, yeah, I'm hoping uh, for a GM hire by the time we record next week. Yep. We'll see. One of the, all the interviews have been done. So you would think. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if they're planning on bringing anybody back for a second interview or whatever, or if one was enough, uh, the haven't been very public about no uh, other than, excited. other than that initial round of interviews. That's, that's kind of an all, only rumors or anything that we've heard. So yeah. kind of interesting. It is, but I guess we will be back next week. And at this rate, there might not be baseball. So <laughs> but yeah. it's a hockey talk. Exactly. All right.